scab for the bosses don't listen to their lies as poor folks haven't got a chance lest we organize which side are you on which side fuck are loads of math yeah fuck loads of math that's that's it. Call it a day. Yeah, that's, that's the whole pod. That's the remarks guarantee. <laughs> There's always going to be <laughs> fuckloads of math. I mean, yeah. Legally, we've never done math. Yeah. Legally. Well, I don't know. Take an Adderall and that's <laughs> legal math, basically. I was going to not admit that. <laughs> I'll admit anything on the podcast. Okay. I mean, anything for that content. True. Well, what other illicit substances have you done, Taylor? Uh, none. Only, and that's illicit substance technically, because Adderall is legal. True. I guess it's not legal for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not legal to uh abuse it without any prescription. Mm, yeah, it's like semi legal to abuse it with a prescription though, because like, what are they gonna do? Yeah, exactly. You have it. It's yeah, yours. It's literally yours. You've bought it. <laughs> purchased it with your money yeah you can't tell me what to do government <laughs> i bought this myself I with my, my money hard-earned dollars yeah. yeah and my expensive expensive health insurance yeah. well i've allegedly uh been known to um 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 mm-hmm. hit uh hit a, a in the past <laughs> hit a little bit of a of a, of a marijuana cigarette uh, a marijuana cigarette <laughs> some reefa some reefa yeah yeah i allegedly would would smoke some marijuana reefer cigarettes back in the day as well exactly. not anymore yeah, it doesn't make me feel good but me neither anymore i do not like it but yeah. uh, which is really a bummer because i feel like it would be really nice to like get home and vibe yeah smoke light up a little reefer and relax but for sure that doesn't exist for me and i'm so. like i feel like there's enough mental illness in our group of friends <laughs> that like everybody could probably just get med cards you know <laughs> like if oh, they really wanted for to sure, right <laughs> yeah, yeah you would think so right is that like a yeah, I guess one of the things. Like, I'm trying to think of like the little list. Anxiety of is one of them. Like, is if it? you have diagnosed anxiety, you know, we'll have to go back to our um, episode that we did with Riley. Yeah, about yeah, the I remember that medical cannabis. <laughs> good times, good times, great times, really. <clears throat> anyway, uh, I guess we're remarks. Yeah. So that's the podcast. <laughs> anyway, name. what's your favorite drug? <laughs> <laughs> Comment your favorite substance. Comment your favorite illicit or. <laughs> <laughs> um licit substance exactly um but yeah uh we're remarks uh my name's taylor my name is phoebe and we're doing something a little different we're this mixing time. it up we're we're switching it around yes Keeping a little you on your toes exactly well so we're doing we're talking about the cold war you need you need a you need a war served not hot get it cold get it cold that's what I always say. <laughs> um, the opposite of a school lunch. Cold. Cold. <laughs> no, there was cold lunch in unless school. It's, yeah, unless, unless you brought it for, when you brought like, it from home. True. My mom would always make me turkey sandwiches. I liked PB's and PB and J's myself. Yeah, I actually like. I didn't like peanut butter until I was like twelve years old. Oh, interesting. I don't. I don't know why, but I just didn't. It's like a mental thing. Maybe probably. Yeah, that I makes sense. But yeah, but then <laughs> so I would have turkey and honey sandwiches, and now I don't eat meat at all. So yeah, that is, that's a weird combo. My grandma used to make me those, and oh. I don't know why that was a thing that she did. But I, don't know. I, I guess there's like honey glazed ham. So exactly. I guess that maybe that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was good. Yeah. So if, if, it, you ever, if it fucked, then it fucked. It, it fucked. <laughs> if you ever eat meat again, or if any of our listeners eat meat, give that a try. It's good stuff. Yeah. See what's up. I guess you could do it with like vegan meat. But. True. I'll have to try that. Yeah. See what's up. Uh. Anyway, but yeah, we're talking about the cold <laughs> yeah, sorry, war. Guys. Oh no, it's okay. Uh, stall war, as much as possible. Cold cuts. Exactly. Uh-huh. Bringing it all back together, <laughs> back around. <laughs> but so we split it up. I'm doing the first part of the Cold War. Phoebe is taking the second half of the mm-hmm. Cold War. Because all the Cuba stuff. Yeah, I, I wasn't gonna take <laughs> the Cuba stuff. I mentioned Cuba very briefly in mine. So. Um, Excited for that part. <laughs> favorite part. Uh, but yeah, so instead of having it bounce around a whole bunch, we thought the timeline would be easier if 
I just took up this episode talking about the first half of the Cold War, and Phoebe did the same thing the ne- next episode. So. Yeah. so I'm just sitting back, relaxing, mm-hmm. having a little tea from our local Bjorn's Brew, um, which is a coffee shop, and just going to... Just gonna enjoy the story of yeah, the Cold just War. Vibe a little bit. If you don't <laughs> like episodes, uh, or if you don't like my segments of the episodes, oh, no. then you may want to skip to next week. <laughs> well, but then you'll be confused. You might be a little confused, so you might just have to grin. And, and you'll bear miss it. out on vital information and on Taylor's lovely research. Thank so you. Thank you. If you don't like Taylor's portion of the episodes, um, fuck you. <laughs> Thank you. <A> little you. bit. <laughs> well, just a little bit of a fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> that's the stuff (laughs) anyway uh the first thing i wrote on my notes was i like my wars like i like my brews cold cold (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's how i've intended on starting the the notes (laughs) um so yes the cold war the cold war was a political economic propaganda a political and economic propaganda war that remained mostly non-violent between the u.s and the soviet union the term was first coined by friend of the pod, George Orwell, hey. when he had predicted that there would be a <laughs> nuclear uh, stalemate between only a few large super countries, mm-hmm. um, which kind of happened. Yeah. That was kind of how it was. That's yeah. kind of how it went, yeah. Pretty accurate, um, George. <laughs> the term was first used in the United States by Bernard Baruch, I think is how you say his name. He was an advisor of the president in 1947. Yeah, that's where the origins of the Cold War coming from George Orwell. Damn, you love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure he wrote all those books about how bad communism is. Isn't that right? (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what the entire (laughs) point of the books was. Yeah, like 1985, all about how terrible communism is. 1985? Or is it 84? It's 84. Oh, my bad. I'm losing my mind, apparently. (laughs) Well, the book 1985 was about how bad communism was, but the book 1984 was about how good communism is Mm. and how bad capitalism is. Did Bowling for Soup write the 1985 book? Yeah. Lol. All right. Now, in 1945, there was this little tiny event. You may have heard of it. It was called World War II. Mm. Uh, It had just come to an end. Uh, know anything about World War Two? Yeah, big World War Two guy. A little familiar. <laughs> I knew it maybe happened. Yeah, it was kind of like a tiny war, like it, not a big deal at all. Not a huge deal. Definitely not called World War. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, so that had just come to an end. The Allies came together to defeat Nazi Germany and steal all of their scientists for themselves, <laughs> which is insane but that for sure happens true it's called operation paperclip to be exact oh yeah Mm -hmm. um the soviet union obviously being a communist country did not like america and britain and vice versa because the soviet union is positioned where it is it ended up liberating many of the eastern european countries that were under nazi rule or under nazi occupation Mm -hmm. The Red Army had set up communist governments in Bulgaria, Romania, Hungary, and Poland. So all of these places, it kind of gone in afterwards, been like, hey, uh, no more Nazis. How about communism? <laughs> hey, uh, I want to try a little something. Might interest you in a little communism? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, ideologically, the Soviet Union wanted to spread communism all over the world because people are poor everywhere. And they, <laughs> that's kind of the whole idea, right? Is you want like the world, because you don't want like one one specific government that's like uh, capitalist and the rest of them communist. You know, it's the idea is right. like to spread it and have class equality everywhere. Right. Um, but the U.S. and Britain did not want the gross poor people to have rights, <laughs> so they weren't down with that. And <laughs> as a famous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Philosopher Nicki Minaj once said, "Couple wet ones, case a bum try to touch me, ew." Exactly. <laughs> that was pretty much the sentiment of the United States and right. Britain at that time, it, for sure. Pretty much sums it up, actually. Really, Nicki Minaj yeah. encapsulates the the Cold War vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought I'd say All that. All of her music is actually about the. If you listen and you interpret it correctly, she's mm-hmm. talking about the Cold War actually and the impacts yeah. that it had. Well, and. I don't know. I mean, you 
probably would have to watch a lot of Rick and Morty to like really <laughs> get it, you know. <laughs> No, it's it's true. It's it's just such high level, highbrow uh, yeah. intellectualism is what what we call that. Um, so it might seem like I have a little bit of a bias against the United States, which is very true. I do, yeah. um, but I do also acknowledge that the Soviet Union also did some fuck shit. Like for sure. Uh, first of all, when it went into these countries and you know set up communist governments there wasn't always a lot of democracy going on it was kind of like yeah you're communist now yeah. <laughs> which isn't great i get where they were do- what they were doing and where they were coming from yeah. but you know i'm, I'm i'll criticize oh, everyone yeah <laughs> as you should <laughs> fuck all y'all i'll criticize them all <laughs> fuck every single person that's ever lived bring me something and i'll criticize it <laughs> comment what you want me to criticize down below <laughs> i'll do it i'll do it um, so tensions had obviously been high before World War II even started, um, or sorry, even ended, and kind of even started too. But uh, before right. World War II had even ended, there's, you know, the whole idea that like America really dropped the bomb on Japan because they were just trying to flex on mm-hmm. the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I've, I've watched a couple of videos on like the fact that they just really didn't need to do that. Yeah, Definitely it's not true. twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely not twice. No, it is true. And that mm-hmm. whole situation also it was like Japan was about to surrender like mm-hmm. the next day or something. They were like, wait. Yeah. JK, dog. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure there's arguments to be had on both sides, but I think you can make a compelling case that we did not need to drop yeah. a bomb on a very uh, civilian-centered location. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> But um, so the tensions were high, but it was in 1948 when the U.S. executed its Marshall Plan, is what it was called, which provided aid of about 13 billion to Western European countries, which helped America have influence over these countries and prevented the spread of communist communist ideology. So America sends a bunch of money over to the Western European countries. Soviet mm-hmm. Union is kind of taken over the Eastern European countries. And, uh, yeah, so it's kind of a battle to see who can fucking get as many countries as possible, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, in about 1949, the Soviet Union attempted to blockade its we- its western sectors of the West Berlin, which was unsuccessful, and the capitalist countries formed the Northern Atlantic Treaty Organization, otherwise known as NATO. NATO which was a military cooperation to resist the Soviet presence in Europe. So, again, U.S. and Britain and just kind of the West in general, Mm. very uh, not wanting communism. Yeah, yeah. So kind of a lot of buildup, but, I mean, pretty, pretty obvious stuff thus far, like... They didn't want, uh, they didn't want communism. Yes. I yes. dropped, uh, oh no. Drop something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's where NATO came from, which mm-hmm. I was surprised about. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. I honestly, I don't really know what NATO does anymore either, but <laughs> I, was, uh, yeah. I can't say that I do. I'll find out for, for all be, of us. Yeah, that'd be good. In part two. <laughs> Tune in next time to find out what <laughs> NATO does. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Um, on April 24th, 1949, communist forces in China captured Najing, and only a few months later, in October, Mao Zedong establishes the People's Republic in China. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's obviously huge fucking news for the Soviet Union. They're like, ah, shit, we got China. <laughs> right, yeah, which is a big, big, big power. Very big at the time. And I don't exactly know. I mean, big, uh, definitely a big nation for sure. But sure, yeah. I don't know, like where they stood po- with like political power at the time necessarily. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other episode on its own. True. But yeah, so uh, Mao Zedong establishes the People's Republic of China, which then of course turns into a lot of murdering of landlords. Yeah. <laughs> which again, Not great. hard to be mad about. Is like fuck a landlord, but yeah, I don't know. You know, it's 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 a tough situation <laughs> to talk about. Times were rough. Yeah, 
so this doesn't have too much to do with anything, but uh, I thought this story was funny. Monarchists actually beat the communist presence in Greece, 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 <laughs> in a in a civil war, which I thought was really weird. Yeah, like that there was a bunch of people that were like, you know what, would still be tight. Uh, monarchy kings and queens (laughs) we should have more kings that went totally fine for the past like 200 years yeah uh but yeah so i was like how just how stupid do you have to be to be like yeah i like i like kings (laughs) i like one person to have all the power no matter what Uh especially after world war ii like when like dictators were kind of like a hot commodity you know yeah exactly they were just turning up dictators left and right like (laughs) Everybody's a dictator all of a sudden. Everybody just wants to be a dictator. <laughs> all right. Get your own little fucking island. Anyway, uh, moving into the 1950s, uh, or just 1950 in general, the Soviet Union and China signed a 30-year treaty of friendship, which I think kind of sounds cute. <laughs> <laughs> is that really what it's called? Yeah, it's oh a treaty God. of friendship. That yeah. is really cute. Like, I just picture, like, Stalin and uh, Mao Zedong just, like, uh, like signing the paper and, like, sitting at, like, a table and drinking juice boxes and being like, <laughs> you're my best friend. <laughs> Hanging out, yeah. drinking cold ones. <laughs> Cracking open a cold yeah. one with your fucking communist bros, dude. Like, <laughs> Playing poker. Exactly, yeah. I just, I thought it was a, a surprisingly wholesome moment in the Cold War. <laughs> In which there are few wholesome moments exactly. to behold. <laughs> um, shortly after the Soviet-backed, or shortly after, comma, the Soviet-backed North Korea invades South Korea, sparking the U.S. to send troops to South Korea, and thus beginning the Korean mm. War, uh, which has never officially ended. Oh. Yeah. They, uh, they have an armistice. Meaning that like mm-hmm. they've called it off, yeah. but uh, no peace treaty has ever been signed. Huh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Which is why like I forget what it's called. Ah, fuck. <laughs> it's the the what? little area between South Korea and North Korea. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you know what that's? I don't, but I know it exists. It's, it's a thing, <laughs> and it's called something, but I don't remember what it is. But yeah, huh? it's like. Well, first off, there's still, like, a fuck ton of landmines in that area. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, South Korea and North Korea have, like, a ton of troops, like, right on their borders. Yeah, like, understandably. That and, yeah, understandable, but. <clears throat> but, yeah, so, on a side note, in 1949, the Soviets uh, detonated their first nuclear warhead, mm-hmm. which actually set them on equal footing with the United States. Um, again, kind of adding to this big, like, boiling pot of unease that was happening between everybody right because um you know i think that america probably knew that the soviet union had some big old guns but uh yeah i think having that intel that they had had you know nuclear weapons right, was like, like confirmed. Uh, shit. which yeah confirmed it which you know may have uh actually saved everyone from (laughs) nuclear destruction because like a lot of people argue that that's like the whole reason why the cold war kind of like sputtered out was like mutually assured destruction Mm -hmm. like if you have nuclear weapons and someone else does it's like you're gonna just destroy the planet right at that point (laughs) exactly but i don't know um yeah anyway also in 1953 uh friend of the pod joseph stalin actually (laughs) passed away (laughs) Rip. Rip. Uh, honestly, I know, I wrote down here, a- honestly, <laughs> fuck that guy. I don't really feel any sadness at his death. Um, not at all. Not good. Not no. a cool guy. He was notoriously a big, big piece of shit. Giant piece of shit. Mm. Like, honestly, I mean, if you're talking, like, death and stuff, like, Hitler-level piece of shit, you know? Oh, yeah, very if much. Not, I don't want to say bigger, but... Uh, in the same vein of Hitler, yeah. For sure. And it's just very upsetting, too, because, like, I feel like Joseph Stalin kind of tarnished the communist name. No, that's exactly the thing, and, yeah, yeah. it makes me upset. 
Because, like, I don't, yeah. Because that's, like, I feel like what ruins a lot of the people are always like, well, communism will never work because Joseph Stalin. And I'm like, okay, sure. But also, that's Mm -hmm. a dictatorship, my sweet baby angels. True. And that's not what we're about. That's not real communism. Here it remarks. (laughs) Here it remarks. We're about non-dictatorship communism. We only believe in the dictatorship of the proletariat. Exactly. (laughs) Uh... The only dick I want is uh, not a tater. <laughs> I don't know. That was a that was a joke. I hope everyone laughed. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, for sure. Uh, fuck Joseph Stalin. Yeah. Uh, after his death, it caused the tensions to kind of die down from about 1953 to 1957 because obviously the Soviet Union was kind of up in arms like, oh, what the fuck do we do? Uh, we don't have our boy in office anymore. Mm-hmm. Who's going to take his place? There's a big power struggle. Yeah. Things were happening yeah. at that time. Messy. You know, what is happening at this time, we're oh, taking an ad break. taking an ad break? <laughs> <laughs> we're, a little, we're a little silly today. We are a little silly today. A little, just right. in a silly, goofy mood. I'm like feeling goofy right now. <laughs> brother <laughs> an extremely goofy podcast <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh anyway ads. ads all right we're back uh phoebe and i are talking about how my mom is obsessed <laughs> was obsessed with vampires when she was young oh those are her books from like little girl time not little girl time, but like when she was like my age, oh, she was cute. really into vampires. <laughs> I kind of get it. Yeah, like it's a vibe. And Remember? I mean, like clearly we're as a society still not over vampires. No. Can we get into like a new mythical creature that like becomes the big thing? Because I feel like we're still very mm. much on vampires. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, um. Like what's a what's a sexy mythical creature? Yeah, ooh, what mythical creatures know. am I sexually attracted to? I don't know. Unicorns. Unicorns are, are yeah. No, no bestiality. Yeah, no bestiality, preferably. <laughs> but and then arguably, a vampire like that fucking a vampire is kind of bestiality because they're like. True. I guess they were human. They're though. kind of like it's kind of um necrophilia. More in that, yeah, 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 in that huh. necrophilia vein. I guess so. Looking yeah. at you, Twilight. Fucking Twilight. Looking at you, Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I was gonna say. I guess like, I'm not not so much like, because I know there's there's some problematic aspects to uh, like the depiction of Native Americans in Twilight and like the oh, werewolf vibes. Very you know, true. Oh but, yeah. Like, just werewolves in general, I guess, are like kind of cool. But werewolves are pretty sick. We kind of yeah. we did have a werewolf era. I feel like. We're still in our vampire era mm-hmm. a little bit. I think we kind of have moved a little bit into like a <laughs> biblical era right now. Like, hmm. and maybe it's, I just think that because I'm watching Lucifer. But, oh yeah, which is a lot of fun. By the way, it's a fun show. All right, all right. We're yeah. I like a good, I like a good, uh, good show about Satan. Mm-hmm. It is. It's, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah. I watch a lot of uh, like weird, obscure YouTube videos about like. <laughs> you don't uh, say religious concepts that i think are interesting yeah no i <laughs> love that shit the bible's just like wacky just a wild thing yeah it's a crazy time it's crazy bible <laughs> um also if we ever did a twitch stream of us well not me but of taylor playing um call of duty black ops <laughs> and me just making funny comments would you guys watch that yeah tell us what you think about maybe some twitch streams yeah not just video games true but like, of just like anything maybe like us going through like a funny book mm-hmm. or like um us just talking yeah <laughs> just getting like just drunk and talking out. yeah 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 that would be great or, like one. just yeah fun things like that yeah or like i'm sure there's some games that like we could all play like you, we could both play and we could talk true yeah if y'all are interested in like twitch streams Let maybe we know. could do some and like raise some money for like good causes or something totally. like take donations I would love that. yeah i would love that donate to like slc mutual aid or something totally yeah mm-hmm Mm-hmm. that'd be cool that'd be cool yeah let us know um that would be our our big face reveal as well yeah if we used yeah if we used a camera it'd be which would be kind of cool you could yeah. do a face reveal I'm down for that yeah I and then eventually you we only would. get to see our faces if you tune into the twitch so exactly mystery 
uncovered for those of you who would watch the Twitch stream. Exactly. Unless you know us in real life, then True. you kind of already know. Which I feel like a lot of you do. But but maybe you haven't seen us in a while. You forgot what we looked like. True. Yeah. Do you even know what color Phoebe's hair is? <laughs> do you know? Are you a real fan? <laughs> you a real fan? <laughs> uh, I think we mentioned it before. So we have. if you remember, comment Phoebe's hair color. <laughs> My hair color. <laughs> Um, but really, let us know. Yeah, let us know. If that's something you would Also, do. speaking of <gasps> vampires, you oh. know who else is con- is uh, compared to vampires in a lot of leftist literature? Capitalists. Capitalists. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see that See that, that segue, that bringing hey. it all back around? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. They, they really are. They kind are. of are vampires, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very true. Um, but yeah, so we had just talked about how Joseph Stalin uh, did a Not Alive Mm-hmm. And uh, everything was kind of chill from about 1953 to 1957. Around the same time in 1953, uh, your boy, and by I mean when I say your boy, I mean your boy, my boy, your boy specifically, Fidel Castro. Fidel. Uh, he attempts to overthrow Fulgencio. Fulgencio, not quite sure how to say that. Fulgencio Bas- Batista in oh, Cuba. Oh, Batista. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, which he would not succeed in doing until about six years later in 1959. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, while all of that's happening... Viva la revolution, baby. Viva la revolution. That was a little French. <laughs> <laughs> no French allowed, Taylor. Sorry, I'm sorry. I, isn't there a Coldplay song about that? Yeah. Viva la... Viva la vida. Viva la vida, yeah. Which is about, about the, the French, French revolution. revolution. Whoa. <laughs> We're insane. <laughs> we are in a goofy mood today. Maybe it's the 24-ounce fucking coffee that I got you. Yeah, you did get me a big coffee. I don't know why. I literally forgot 24 ounces is big. I mean, it's fine. Because I feel like 16 ounces is too small. Yeah. Why don't they make 20? That seems like a good middle ground. I know. Or like 18. Yeah, it's like right in the middle. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, while all of that is happening in Cuba, uh, Nikita... Khrushchev, I believe is the name. Khrushchev. <laughs> and uh, uh, Gregory Malenkov, uh, battle for power in the Communist Party, which obviously had control of the Soviet Union at mm-hmm. the time, uh, with Khrushchev, Khrushchev denouncing Stalin as a leader. He actually denounced Stalin as a leader two times uh, between 1957 and 1950 or 1960 so the communist party was definitely kind of trying to distance themselves from stalin because Mm. of some of the uh atrocities that had happened right but as we know when there's divisions in a political party makes it a little bit difficult to you know continue it if you have a bunch of like fighting sides and things uh Mm -hmm. especially when it's one party that's like has like a dictatorship grasp over yeah, yeah. the throat of a nation, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> uh, so in this whole time period in Russia is uh, kind of a fucking shit show. I'm pretty sure there's like tons of movies about like the big power struggle that was happening. Mm-hmm. I don't, I feel like I watched one once, but I don't remember what it was called. Pointless story. <laughs> mean. But yeah, find a movie about uh, <laughs> post-Stalin Russia and see, see what it's like. your favorite post-Stalin Russia movie. <laughs> Tell us what your favorite <laughs> uh, post-Stalin film is. That's another one to add to the Remarks Bingo card. Comment your favorite. Yeah, comment your dot, favorite dot, dot. thing. Yeah, item that we're currently <laughs> talking about. <laughs> um, But yeah, so and really we could have a whole entire episode on just that time period in Russian politics because it was kind of insane. But uh, again, long story short, uh, they were battling and Khrushchev, Khrushchev, whatever his name is, Khrushchev, he ended up taking power over Gregory Malenkov. Now, while all of this has been happening, our pal Joseph McCarthy uh-huh. is vibing back in the U.S. of A. And he's kind of going through all of his bullshit with, like, the Lavender Scare and the yeah. Red Scare. Yeah, This is all happening in a similar time period. Again, a few years here and there off of each other. But that's kind of what's happening at this time. Mm-hmm. America. So many scares. What? So many scares. Too many scares. <laughs> like, 
What what it's president? Like a fucking haunted house up in here. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. <laughs> what president said that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself? Uh, it was one of them. Roosevelt. Yeah, FDR, right? Mm. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. That's the that's the one. That's the guy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, why are you scared of communism? Why aren't you scared of being scared? <laughs> huh? Mm-hmm. Answer that, Joseph McCarthy. Predict this, The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Um, so America was running a well-oiled propaganda machine throughout this whole period, and not only blacklisting our favorite folk musicians, yeah. but also countless actors and performers. Mm-hmm. This includes the likes of Charlie Chaplin, uh, Orson Welles. Oh, uh, yeah. There's this one one named Gypsy Rose Lee, who was a burlesque star. I That's yeah. her name. I'm not trying to say anything offensive yes. uh and then pete Seeger, of course was uh, another big one who was Petey boy our boy pete <laughs> and i feel like sometimes i feel kind of conflicted about like that just like the whole uh blacklisting of hollywood because it's like these people were relatively wealthy for the sure, time you know yeah. so like they weren't like you could argue that, like, uh, just the ones that you don't hear about, like the regular working people that got accused of communism and fired, were yeah. definitely suffered more than, like, right. Hollywood. But I think it's very, uh, it, it shows how high up this went, you know? Exactly, yeah. Like, cause... no one was safe from it. It wasn't just, like, the poor people that were getting accused yeah. of communism. Because, like, America's <clears throat> not one to typically blacklist celebrities very often True. to a to a point you know what i mean like they really like to uh use that as mm-hmm. like public control as much as they can exactly yeah so just the fact that all this was happening was like i don't know that there's really been another situation since that has Mm-mm. blacklisted that many celebrities and like completely ruined their careers like, right yeah even cancel culture now like doesn't yeah. nearly do what the black like the red scare blacklisting did exactly yeah especially not in like a political sense exactly it's Um, like even celebrities that are like you know not like the alex joneses of our time or whatever but like even celebrities that are just like actors and shit that supported and loved trump like they're doing fine nobody gives a shit yeah i mean definitely not yeah like i said i don't think uh, and maybe it's just because the government isn't behind it, you know, because like right. there was the whole house, uh, house un-American activities that was yeah. doing all the hearings and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like so like having like a government board that's actually like potentially putting people in jail for being communists versus like Twitter being mad at someone. Yeah, for exactly. Saying something stupid like it's a little less. It's a little different. Yeah. Potent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Less weight behind it. I yeah, suppose. exactly. But um, so the Hollywood 10, for instance, were a group of screenwriters who were blacklisted after refusing to answer questions about their alleged involvement in the Communist Party um, and then were cited for contempt in Congress in 1947. So same kind of thing. They were brought in front of a big jury, kind of like Pete Seeger was. And they were Mm -hmm. like, hey, uh, you were you're a communist. And they were like, nah, it wasn't me, dog. (laughs) And then the government was like, well, I got pictures of you being a communist and then they're like pictures of you wanting to give food to everyone equally (laughs) exactly like can you explain this (laughs) explain wanting to feed the hungry and then they're like ah shit uh, you got me you got me but i'm not gonna sell out anybody else who was part of the communist party so yeah which it's funny too because it was very like um witch hunty where it's like a lot of people (laughs) weren't even involved with the communist party at all they just like the government was like Mm -hmm. ah communists oh yeah and especially like a lot of times it was like yeah someone might have shown like a casual interest in the communist party and like been to a meeting or two and then the government fucking takes them into court and they're like bruh i don't I was at like two fucking meetings, yeah. And then they're like, "Well, you better give us some names, or you're you're out of here." Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, it was this this guy, <laughs> you know." This is the real communist. Yeah, so I feel like, but I mean, that happens with a lot of witch hunts, obviously. Like mm-hmm. being like, "No, he's he's the actual witch, or she's the actual witch, right. or whatever it is." So I saw Goody Proctor at a communist party meeting. <laughs> exactly. 
true, which would be uh, be a little hard to do our show if we lived back then. True. Oh, pretty, we would be. We'd we'd be for sure in like uh, in like Guantanamo Bay. A hundred percent. Yeah. Be instantly put there. Yeah. Tune in next week to find out about Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, That's okay. That's part of Ooh, it as well. Lit. I'm so excited, actually. <laughs> lit as fuck. Um, Phoebe, do you recall me talking about a little magazine on our folk singer episode called uh, Counterattack? Yes, I do. Yeah. It's uh, it's back. It's back, <gasps> and it's better than ever, really. Counterattack. <laughs> Uh, it was a right-wing magazine uh, that's mission statement was, and I quote, to expose the mi- expose the most important aspects of communist activity in America each week. So pretty oh. not into communism. Yeah, counterattack was not about it. Not their fame. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's safe to say counterattack. Not a big fan of the pod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a stan yeah. of remarks. It's all right, for, though. For, like, the, the communist and guy. Communist daddy, <laughs> K. Marx. Uh, but, yeah, so around March of 1948, Counterattack began to rally its readers to take action against communist organizers, and uh, which is basically just fear-mongering people to be like, they're coming to get your stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kind of like they are doing right now. Yeah. Like, a lot of the right-wing <laughs> motherfuckers. I... Nothing changes, does it? Oh, Never. Uh, <laughs> no, he's like, the communists want to take your house. I know. It's like, baby, no. It's like, really, the bank is going to take your house if you don't pay them. It's I true. don't think any communist is going to be like, give yeah. me your house. Which is the problem. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's we've we've gone so far away from reality. It, oh, my God. No, we're not, like, we literally are not living in reality anymore. Nothing, yeah, nothing has been real. In- Pretty much since... Since ever. September 11th, 2001, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, true. I mean, that, yeah. Even I mean, before then, for sure, but like. I mean, yeah. A lot of crazy shit just went down after that. It's hard. I think that it, definitely the bubble, and this is kind of a tangent, I guess, yeah, but. It's what we do, <laughs> it's baby. what we do, baby. Definitely the bubble on like American. <laughs> I'm trying to just headbutted the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if you heard a little. Uh,. The bubble on like American uh, exceptionalism has definitely bursted oh at this point. Yeah, like I just I feel like through a lot of like the there was obviously still critics and whatnot of America, but there is a le- much less of a sentiment of like America is the best country in the world. Like I think now there's a lot more divisiveness and like people being like, oh, America's kind of kind of shitty, and then. <laughs> The right wing's like, America's great, and it's just, I don't know. Back and forth of that for way too long. Not to sound like uh, one of those dudes, but everything's just so divided these days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, in uh, 1949, Counterattack denounced the Scientific and Cultural Conference for World Peace as a communist plot to, I guess, help people live better lives. (laughs) Can you imagine those damn communists? Can you imagine making a conference for world peace and then having people protest it because that's bad for some yeah. reason? <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. What's your what's your stance on world peace, Phoebe? Eh, I think it's um it's a really it's a really tough subject. <laughs> um no, obviously world peace I would like that. Lots of good people on both sides. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> those of us who want world peace and those of us who want world... Um, war. War, yeah. M- world war. War. <laughs> world war. More world wars. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, no. That's... Uh, I feel like that... It's like, you know, that just kind of pretty clearly states, like, who you are as a person. or If you're for... Or if you're against world peace. <laughs> yeah, like what's your... Uh, I feel like if... Yeah, if you're going to be against world peace, you got to really take a good, long examination of yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's insane. Get um, into some therapy. Figure out why you don't <laughs> want world peace. Literally, no more 
uh, war yeah. and people dying for no reason. And like, yeah, everybody getting along in the entire world. How would that not be beneficial <laughs> to you? How would that not be tight as fuck, <laughs> dude? That would be so fucking sick, sick. bro. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, you know what also doesn't want world peace? <laughs> Is it capitalists? <laughs> capitalists. <laughs> and in turn, advertisements. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. We can anyway. talk about the the, the defense the defense industry another time, but <laughs> big business, baby. Mm-hmm. Ads. Ads. Uh, we're back. Um, we're planning a heist. Yeah, I was gonna say we're. If you had to, if you had to, Ocean Eleven, Ocean's Eleven, steal a bunch of money from a place. Mm-hmm. Where would you steal money from? Mm, maybe J.P. Morgan. Yeah, fuck J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan's a fucking piece of shit. I will die on the hill of just talking mad shit on J.P. As Morgan. As you should. I've always. Well, first off, guy was just a Nazi. Like he's just actually yeah, a Nazi. That's true. Actually supported the Nazi party. That is true. Um second off, bank. Fuck that. Yeah. And just any bank. <laughs> yeah. Banks really. are stupid. True. Maybe like Chase. I'd rob a Chase bank. Ele- yeah, exactly. JP Morgan Chase. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. It's the same Forget thing. Forget they're the same thing. <laughs> God damn it. It's the okay. illusion of capitalism <laughs> making us think that we had could do a Nick Cage and steal the Declaration of Independence. That'd be kind of fun. That'd be kind of cool. Or just like any, like, mm, political American yeah, thing. Yeah, like a thing. Yeah. I'm going to steal um, the George Washington obelisk mm. yeah, thing. Yeah, the monument, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that big fucking dildo that's yeah. standing out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In Washington, D.C. Lol. Did you know Nicolas Cage has a very large dinosaur bone collection? I did, and I don't know it's cause, if it's because you told me, but it might be. It might be, but I... The guy loves dinosaur bones. Honestly, he's kind of living the life that I wish I was living. A like, little bit, I yeah. would love to have a dinosaur bone. Oh, I yeah, I want I'd one. lose my mind. <laughs> right? We should just go like on an archaeological dig. like Just like on our True. own. Just us two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like get a camper and we like. Yeah. We're like we reenact that scene in Jurassic Park one where we're like unbrushing the dinosaur yeah, bones off, and then a helicopter rock. comes, Boom. and then we have to like throw a tarp on the the bones because the <laughs> helicopter's blowing the dust everywhere, yes. and we're like, "What the fuck are you oh, doing? Oh, no, our bones! And like this is we're work. I'm working here. Hey, I'm digging up dinosaur <laughs> bones here. If you exactly. go to like the desert of Utah, there's just like raptors all over the fucking yeah. place. Yeah, you can just dig up a fucking. Or bone. let's like Lake Bonneville and find, which is the entire valley basically, yeah. and find like trilobites and shit. You can yeah. find hella trilobites actually in Utah. She, yeah, I didn't. I've never even don't have one. I probably should get one since I've lived here my yeah, entire life. <laughs> you can literally just drive out, and it's not very hard at all. I went. I used to have this friend whose like family loved camping a lot. Um, and I went with them, we went to like Topaz, Utah or something, Mm -hmm. um, which has a lot of Topaz, also has old like ruins of Japanese internment camps, which, um, was interesting, but But obviously upsetting to learn about, you know, or like to, I mean, I knew about it, but you know what I'm saying? Anyway. To see it. Yeah. 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 But yeah, but you can go there, you can dig for like Topaz and fossils and trilobites and shit. Damn. Group trip? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's fucking go. That would be actually fun to like go. I'm like less so like rocks are cool, but I'm I like I want to get in that fossil game. Get on that fossil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Everybody's worried about the crypto game right now. <laughs> get in that get fossil, fossil game, game man. dude. You know the investment return on fossils right now <laughs> through the Insane. fucking roof. Insane. <laughs> through the roof. Insane. They're highest on the Dow Jones currently. <laughs> fossils. The Nasdaq. <laughs> up. Yeah, on the Nasdaq. <laughs> Lol. Um, anyway, I guess back to the Cold War. <laughs> I guess if we're, this isn't a fossil podcast. It, maybe it, it could, could be. be. <laughs> Do an episode all about fossil. I bet there's some, like, fuck, sh- I'm sure there's some fuck shit with fossils. Mm. There's definitely fuck shit with, like, museums, you know? Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, you could probably, I mean, I could definitely write an episode about, like, the denial of fossils by, like, 
the evangelical church. Yeah. That would be a big one that we could do. Oh, man, that would be a fun one. Yeah, that would be good. Anyway, cold war. Anyway, uh, so June of 1950, Counterattack published an issue called Red Channels, uh, which kickstarted the massive blacklisting of the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. So obviously being like communist, being red channels. It was a whole, epi- you know, um, a whole issue of their paper about all of the suspected communists in Hollywood and on radio. Mm-hmm. But after a while, uh, lawsuits against counterattack began to ramp up, and eventually they were put out of business in about 1968. Um, because, yeah, if you're going to be accusing a bunch of people and ruining their careers that they're communists, you're probably going to get sued at some yeah, point. <laughs> you would, yeah. Especially if it's, like, rich Hollywood people. Exactly, yeah. People that can afford to sue the fuck out of you. Yeah, if you're gonna, like, if you're gonna accuse somebody of something that's, like, you know, you were, you were getting fucked over for at the time, like, do not rich people. Yeah, that's, you would think, because, I mean, that's, like, been the American way, right? Is, like, is to, like, fuck over poor people. Right. So, like, it's kind of a, kind of a a bad oversight on counterattacks part to be, like, to try to fuck Go over rich, rich people, people. yeah, because really, I mean, the best thing you can be, I mean, I was going to say in America, but really anywhere is just rich. True. Like, no, it's, it's honestly true. the best thing you can do. Yeah, it's like the number one way to succeed in life to in, like in this world that we live exactly. in, exactly in this reality. And it's very upsetting. It is. Upsetting. Um, but moving on to something that's equally, if not more, upsetting, uh, Phoebe. This leads us to my last section of the Cold War. Oh, boy. Um, we've covered a lot. We've talked about a lot of things. We sure have. At least like a decent number of things. It's been a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how, do you, how do you feel about war? Um, eh, not my fave. Not a big war fan? Not a big war girl. Don't stand war. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hashtag war is over party. Oh, you're going to cancel the war. Yeah. Um, What was that? War is over. Isn't that a... Oh, who's the guy? Was it Paul McCartney? Paul McCartney song? Oh, yeah. It's a Christmas song. I actually really like that song. Probably. Yeah. I think I I know what you're talking about. One of my fave Christmas songs. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So one could argue that the Korean War, which we talked about a little bit, Mm -hmm. uh, was the Cold War turning into a hot war. Just uh, between different allies of the U.S. and the Soviet Union. True. But one could probably argue harder <laughs> that <laughs> that this is definitely the case with the Vietnam War. Yeah. Um, I might, and by might I mean I most definitely probably will, uh, end up doing a more focused episode on the Vietnam War oh, itself be because... Great. I feel like uh, it's got a lot of interesting stuff. It definitely does. And, I mean, you can go in so many directions. Like, you could talk about the resistance to the Vietnam War in America. You could Mm -hmm. talk about the actual war that happened. You could talk about, like, the soldiers. You could talk about the political landscape. Like, there's just a lot of things about it. We should um, talk about that off air because I've got ideas brewing. All right, all right. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk off air. We'll we'll talk later. (laughs) We'll talk a little later. Um... (laughs) But yeah, so in 1954, North Vietnam defeated the French colonial administration, and the North uh, had a desire to unite all of the v- all of Vietnam under a communist government. The South had a desire to remain closer to the Western forms of government. U.S. military advisors had been present throughout the 1950s, which uh, of course gave a little bit more of a capitalist uh influence in that mm-hmm. area whereas again the communist party helped liberate the north mm-hmm. um the u.s presence did ramp up uh quite largely in 1961 when the tensions in the area were getting really high yeah um the tensions between south the south vietnam and the communist group in the south called the Viet Cong, began right. to worsen throughout the 1950s Regularly getting into gun paddles, the leader of the South Vietnam, or the leader of the South Vietnam government named DM, I think that was his last name, and his family were basically just corrupt officials extorting money out of the population. So this not only angered communists, but also just normal people because they were extorting money out of a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, so the Viet Cong wasn't even strictly made up of like communist ideologues. It was uh, kind of just people who were like 
hey, fuck the government. They mm. keep taking money from us. <laughs> and I feel like it's very similar to how a lot of people treat unions in America today. Yeah. Like, you know, you'll get a lot of like working class, like very pro-Trump Republicans that are like very pro-union and are part of unions. For sure. They don't realize that it's like a working class communist movement or communist yeah. kind of like organization organizing. But or that like their boy is like specifically going against that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so that's kind of how it was is like it wasn't necessarily just communists that were like, yeah, fuck your government. It was also just dudes <laughs> just, just dudes and guys dudes blokes being lads you know <laughs> um just bruvs being fellas <laughs> bruv fucking ledge bruv uh because of the insurgency in the south having support from the north attacks from Viet Cong on the southern army were ranging about 100 per month in Jesus. 1959 so the Viet Cong were fucking up the southern army like they were just because they had you know they had this insurgency group that was just getting supplies and all this shit from the north and the north didn't even have to do anything Mm -hmm. because they had this little group inside south vietnam that was just fucking shit up um and then uh do you want to guess how many government officials were assassinated by the Viet Cong in the next year oh shit um so from 1959 into 1960, uh, how many government officials do you think were assassinated by the Viet Cong? Five. I don't know how. I don't know. It's it's a lot more. Isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Ten. Uh, 2,500. Holy fucking shit! Because <laughs> they off. were fucking. Over, they were just assassinating all. Like it could be like a minor government official. Right. They were murdering them. It's like, like the Parks and Recreation guy is like, what did I ever do? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> oh, that's awful, but it's not <laughs> very funny. <laughs> and again, like, you know, it's it's one of those things that's a really hard line to uh, to walk on when you're talking revolution is like, mm-hmm. you know, again, I'm not necessarily uh, against, I'm definitely not against violent revolutions, but sure. you got to make sure your violence is directed at the right people. Right, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like, innocent people that do work for and in the government, like, that, I mean, you gotta have a fucking job. (laughs) You gotta work somewhere. A lot of them are government jobs. Exactly. Like, we're not gonna assassinate USPS. Exactly. We support the USPS. Or whichever one. I can't remember if it's UPS or USPS that's, like, associated. Because one of them's not. Yeah, United States Postal Service is USPS. Duh. (laughs) UPS is... Uh, just some other dudes. I don't. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure UPS is uh, just like a private company, though. Yes, that's true. So they might they might be in United Postal Service, but not lying. The <laughs> liars. Anyway, liars. Uh, the U.S. was obviously very bummed out that the communists were kicking fucking ass yeah. in the South, uh, and the U.S. was like. Mm-hmm. They were mad. <laughs> Man, the no. The Viet Cong continued to fuck up the South, and it was likely, turn the page, due to the corruption and the incompetency of DM's government uh, that they kept, you know, getting all these attacks and just kind of like fumbling around with intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes, Southern soldiers would also sell weapons to the Viet Cong because they were all just corrupt. Oh, so there was just, yeah, like. <laughs> Just southern soldiers selling the weapons to, to the <laughs> Viet Cong to then probably be attacked by those weapons. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was insane. It's their own personal little Iran Contra. Exactly. <laughs> uh, this prompted Vice President Lyndon B. Johnson to send more economic and military aid to the South in 1961. Uh, Kennedy was kind of stuck in this situation where he saw that he was losing in South Vietnam but didn't really want to send in the troops to Southeast Asia. Um, just because, you know, Kennedy was kind of like a moderate, moderate mm-hmm. guy. He kind of wanted to keep both sides happy. So he was like, we'll give him some aid, but we won't send in troops, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, November 22nd, 1963, John uh, Fitzgerald Kennedy. I think that's his middle name. I think it's Fitzgerald. Uh, 
was assassinated. Yep. Uh, and which that, that put Lyndon B. Johnson into office. Uh, by July of 1965, Johnson had made arrangements for 100,000 troops to be dispatched to Vietnam yeah. with an additional 100,000 being sent the following year. So within uh, two years of JFK's death, we got 2,000 troops in Vietnam. Yeah. 200, or sorry, 200,000 troops. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll uh, I'll cover it again more at some point in the future, but mm-hmm. uh, I think everybody kind of knows that Vietnam was a rough war. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, one of the most brutal and taxing on soldiers. For Not sure. only, I mean, soldiers and civilians in South Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't know too much about war (laughs) not a big war guy but um from what i've heard that's like psychologically speaking that was one of the like more rough wars for sure and i think it's just because of the use of like guerrilla warfare like you didn't know definitely when you were getting attacked like there was a lot of it was less like um even you know the korean war it was less like normal rules of war and more just like for sure because again they were an insurgency group they weren't another military per se yeah so well and i think we were also like largely unprepared for the like terrain of vietnam yeah no i mean absolutely and you know again i was going to go into it a little bit more uh in its own episode but like lyndon b johnson basically like he didn't ask congress to like d- declare have a declar- declaration mm-hmm. of war or anything mm-hmm. like it was kind of really fast he was just like oh we're going and i oop we're in fucking <laughs> and I, oop. vietnam now like <laughs> and then they started the draft really fast and like right and that's why i feel like you saw such a large uh anti-war sentiment from the united states was everybody sure. was like what the fuck is what are, what are we doing yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah um just but, yeah. all of a sudden one day he was like we're going to vietnam so how about Vietnam? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, some some fucked up shit there. Eventually, in 1973, the war ended and a peace treaty was signed. Although South Vietnam eventually fell to the north, and thus was. Um, I mean, I guess you could argue that America didn't really win the Korean War, but like no one really won the Korean War. Right. But thus was kind of the first war that america had ever lost right yeah first like major major l for america there (laughs) uh was the vietnam war which again i mean they were fighting first off an idea and an insurgency group that was much better prepared than they were Mm -hmm. with the aid of like a government that was corrupt so like really the cards were just stacked against america it's true it's true yeah and like you said the insurgency group just doing whatever they wanted to mm-hmm. not giving a shit about like the rules of war exactly a thing really i kind of feel like it's not a thing because no. like literally if you break the rules of war and then you win the war you can just say you didn't break the rules of war right I mean, like, yeah exactly it's a war like there's not rules like you're yeah. gonna do i don't know it's it's like i guess it's a nice thought to think that like uh we have uh we have common goodwill for our fellow man, mm-hmm. but it's like, no, you fucking don't, we dude. We wouldn't like, be at war if we had. <laughs> yeah, we're at war. Like, there's, there hasn't been like I don't know, maybe uh like, the Revolutionary War. Even then, the British like the British would line up in fucking yeah. lines, and then America would just like shoot them from trees exactly. and shit. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. Which was a lot smarter to do. I mean, yeah, as, smarter as a tactic. Yeah. I it just I, that's what i'm saying is like following the rules of war doesn't win you a war yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i don't know um but yeah so that my friends is a very brief overview of the first half of the cold war mm-hmm. um i highly suggest looking deeper into any of the topics that interest you because this war literally shaped the world as we know it it's very true um most political and cultural norms that we have were somewhat uh, influenced or touched by the Cold War somehow. So, mm-hmm. like, and I think it's kind of evident in like our episodes how like most of the episodes we've had have like tied back to the Cold War yeah. somehow. <laughs> it like yeah, it it really does. Like it it all mm-hmm. does. Unless we're talking about something that's like old as shit, like <laughs> real <laughs> exactly. fucking old. It's like it probably. 
if it happened in the 1900s, it was probably influenced mm-hmm. by the Cold War. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, any thoughts on the Cold War? Favorite peach and pit of the <laughs> of the first half of the Cold War? <laughs> um, uh, let's see. My pit is probably um all of the bad shit that happened. <laughs> My peach is probably um. Fidel Castro? Yeah, Fidel probably. <laughs> Our is my, boy? Is my peach. Our mans? <laughs> was, uh, yeah, Cuba winning the Cuban Revolution. Or not Cuba, Fidel winning the Cuban Revolution. It's probably my peach. <laughs> did you write poop on the thing? <laughs> I did write poop. <laughs> I was trying out Taylor's nice pen. And a go-to word is always poop. Poop, yeah. You wrote poop on the page. <laughs> uh, like you- whenever I'm at like Office Max or Home Depot mm-hmm. or whatever, when you can like test out those pens. Yeah. Me and pretty much every other person that goes in there, you see a lot of poops written. Poop. Uh, Pictures of dicks. Dicks. Some ass, like ASS yeah. on there, for yep. sure. Yep. Fuck. Written Fuck. a lot. Shid. Shid, <laughs> specifically. <laughs> I mean, that's just me that writes shid. <laughs> um, it's funny every time, though. My peach was probably t- bringing, talking about counterattack again and the yeah. little bit of the folk singer callback. Yeah. And my uh, pit was um, probably, uh, I don't know, maybe when America <laughs> took all those Nazi scientists in Oof, yeah. to help us get to the moon. That was rough. <laughs> to help us get to the moon. God, I mean, that's another whole thing is like the... The, the space race. Yeah. Yeah. yeah against, and, once again, Russia. Yeah. That would actually technically be on your side of it because we True. didn't get... It probably started, I mean, definitely started before. Yeah. I didn't talk about it at all, but we I'll got there in 1969, so... I'll definitely touch on it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, if you believe it was real... <laughs> Moon landing? Conspiracy? Is it fake? Is it I real? Don't know. I mean, I don't know. honestly, like I get the argument though because we were in this big fucking pissing contest with Russia, and it mm-hmm. was like, oh fuck, now we're adding space to this too. <laughs> like, fucking America and Russia are fighting over space now, <laughs> so America's like, let's make sure that everyone thinks that we did this before Russia. Yeah. No, I mean it's definitely something I could see America doing. A hundred percent. I don't know. I don't know that I think it was fake. Yeah. But, uh, but I no, get where I get where people are coming it's from. It's very it's a very America esque thing to do. Hundred percent. And I just think it's funny now that like now it's not even like us racing to space with a different country. Now it's like uh, billionaires racing to space yeah. so that they can survive the climate apocalypse. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> we how things have changed. Uh. How the tables have. The turntabled. <laughs> the turntables. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's like, I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know how things are going to go, but like, given whatever does happen in this inevitable climate apocalypse, like, there is for sure going to be some kind of uprising where in which we are going to be trying to kill ba- billionaires and I'll be right there with them. And Girl like, war, baby. <laughs> they're like, fuck, Jeff Bezos is like, fuck, I should probably get off of literally this entire planet so that people don't storm my home and try to murder me. Yeah. And, and I, me. yeah. And I think that as the, you know, if, if it does get to the point where resources are so scarce, mm-hmm. it's like, obviously they're going to have to yeah. leave. It's going to be a fucking Versailles. Exactly. Beat. And then maybe they'll try to find another planet or something yeah. i don't know but I, mean, I don't know how it would work leave go yeah go it's do fine. something else like i would ideally not like you to fuck up space like nice. you have this planet because i do like space a lot and i also think that other planets shouldn't have to be subjected to the horrible things that billionaires have put us through here but like I would also like them to all just go the fuck away so true and then maybe we could uh heal our planet yeah but also if you believe in life on other planets like i do i would like them to not like try and fuck over other planets yeah the other other planets i agree life. i agree yeah um phoebe uh i was on instagram the other day yeah and i wanted to look up mm-hmm. uh, a really cool hip jiving podcast called remarks but i didn't know 
what to search. Oh my gosh. Well, I can help you out with that <laughs> because the Remarks Instagram handle is at Remarks Podcast. <gasps> <gasps> and um, also, if you felt like watching some cool hip and jive TikToks um, created by Remarks Podcast, you can find it under the same handle at Remarks Podcast on TikTok. Amazing. Yeah. I'm also remembering that they have a Twitter by the I, name of at yes. Remarks Pod. That's great to know because I was on Twitter the other day and thinking, <laughs> God, what awesome, sexy, cool podcast <laughs> could I follow and what is their Instagram <laughs> handle? Exactly. And um, you can also, again, I just heard this through the grapevine, mm-hmm. uh, leave them a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, you totally can and should. And also should. Yes. And uh, you can also follow my YouTube channel, which is at, or I guess it's called The Lefty Agenda on YouTube. On YouTube. And... Um, yeah, that's uh that's pretty much podcast. it, I think. All right. Any uh closing thoughts? Um Oh, uh shout out game. Oh, yeah. We got to think of one this week. <laughs> oh yeah, we have to actually do it this time. Yeah, we forgot last week. Sorry. Um, right. Shout out Glizzy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we said a couple of them. Uh That's true. Do you know the color of my hair? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Comment the color of Phoebe's hair, and if you haven't seen Phoebe in person, you'll have to remember from previous episodes yeah. when we talked about what color her hair was. Yeah. Find out who our true fans are. Yeah, are you a re- are you a real <laughs> fan or a fake fan? Are you a remarxist? Oh, uh, that's, that's a, that's a cute. cute little name. Mm. Like how the YouTubers all have like names for their audience. Yeah, you know? I feel like, like we the Jake Paulers. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to ruin it. I thought it. we could make it through a whole podcast <laughs> without mentioning a whole. Uh, I thought we could make it through the entire existence of our podcast <laughs> without once mentioning. Jake Paul. <laughs> the dark spot in America's history, which is Jake Paul. Oof, I'm sorry. I didn't Both mean of to them bring in it general. up. I don't remember Just the other the Paul one's Paul name. Paul Brothers. Logan Paul. Oh, yeah, Logan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Who's your least favorite? Comment your least favorite YouTuber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell us oh, who no. the YouTuber and or celebrity uh, that you think is the worst. Sure. That's actually a good one. Yeah, and also fun. comment Phoebe's hair color. Sure. Yeah. That's a freebie. Yeah. A freebie on hate Phoebe's hair color. A freebie for Phoebe. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> also, so shout out to friend of the pod, Benet. Good friend, love her. She's a big supporter of all our stuff. So thanks. True. Always thanks, retweets babe. my things on uh, oh. Twitter, which love that. Yeah. <laughs> what a. That's it. Yeah. We're done. Okay. Thanks for listening. Okay. Love, love you. Bye. bye. <laughs>